0: The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Beck Dental Care, Columbia Academy, Jones & Lang Sporting Goods, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Their trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact them today at 931-381-2663 or visit mtbj.net. Sunday morning. Southern Middle Tennessee. This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. We're coming to you live from Columbia, Tennessee. Down here on West 7th and having a great time. Another week. And, you know, I this has been... A blast, and we're super excited to continue being with you. And I'm joined, as always, by Mo Patton. And they just keep letting us in. And JP Plant, they keep letting us in. I they don't know. keep letting us in. We keep. They coming. don't lock the door. I don't think that. I don't think they have a choice. That's at this okay. Point. We know the code. That's anyway. right. We have a key. <laughs> oh man, Mo, how was your weekend?
1: It was good. It was good. You know, daylight savings time and and. As everybody said, like twenty twenty needs another hour, but I took full advantage of it,
0: and and I still am. Like I'm still feeling refreshed this morning. Like I I feel like it's ten o'clock. So, except we're not
1: halfway through the show.
0: That's that's the only the only difference. Yeah, I mean, again, it's you know daylight savings time. Maybe trash can juice, but I'll take it while we got it.
1: As long as they're gonna make us do it, huh? if they're
0: gonna make us do it, i'm I'm definitely gonna you know take full advantage, like you said. so
1: it's not like, sorry, we're not showing up till ten o'clock.
0: Yeah, that's not happening yeah, but um, and we're definitely not showing up at eight o'clock at eight o'clock. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. <laughs> there's that. Oh man, I got a chance to hang out with uh Marshall County Commissioner Dean Delk yesterday. That was pretty cool. That is pretty cool. He uh, he was officiating the wedding I was I was at. Dean Delk, the king of College Grove, the, the king of College Grove, and, yes, sir. Uh, and and Chapel Hill for that matter. I did it again. Yeah. <laughs> he keeps calling College Grove Chap- Chapel. Oh, Hill, Chapel College Hill, Grove. College Grove. It's yeah, pretty funny. They, but we were in College Grove. Oh well, so there you go. There you he go. was he, the king of College Grove yesterday. at the time. Yeah. Yesterday. Yeah. You know, we, we, and that was you know. It was pretty funny because you know when when he does the, I now pronounce you husband and wife. He's by the by the power invested in me as a commissioner of Marshall County oh, in the nice. great state of Tennessee. Flexing. I mean, <laughs> I, it was it was legit. It was legit. So I like it. We talked about wrestling and uh, and and the 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 Rockets. Yeah, the Forest and and I said, yeah, you know, me and Mo, we have a radio show. So it very well could be that he's listening right now. So if so. Good morning. Good morning, Dean.
1: Hope you're well.
0: <laughs> oh, man. It is. So you talked a little rocket wrestling, huh? We did. That's we awesome. Did. And, and I expect to be talking a little more in the near future as winter sports are quickly approaching. <laughs> First day of practice. Official practice today. <laughs> are you saying they've been unofficially practicing? Well, it's, I,
1: as you might have gathered. I'm I'm pretty active on Facebook and I was looking at some memories from a few years back and um I had posted that um Centennial wrestling was beginning its official practices one year when when Nick was there. And someone said, "Official practice?" I said, "Yeah, official practice." I mean,
0: you don't really you, stop.
1: It, uh, you can do conditioning. You can do um you can be on the mats as long as there's no coach in the room. You can condition and lift weights. Uh, and, and like I said, as long as the kid ain't getting home till 5.30, it's practice, whether it's official or not. Yeah, that's right. And, and so, conditioning or whatever else it was, it was practice, it was just legal today. That's so, right. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm excited, man. We're getting Getting basketball, hoops getting ready. Wrestling on the mats will be getting ready Bow- Bowling has already started Bowling has
1: started Yeah And um, if you're a bowling coach Feel free to send us your results Sports at sm-tnsports.com We'd love to run them Yeah
0: well, we, we, we would love to put them on our website Talk about them here on this radio show No doubt We got some pretty good ones in this area JP, welcome back to um, Columbia <laughs> Thank you How you doing? Man, I, it's been a, it's been a great weekend. Yeah.
2: You
0: you got the chance to stay home this weekend and it worked mm. out really well for everybody. Uh unfortunate for the reason you had to stay home, but glad that you are back and enjoying time.
1: The it, fashionable JP plant. Look yeah. at him with his mask and his cap matching.
0: Puffy jacket and all. He's got his two-tone blue on and I can't believe he's wearing it.
1: Well, I don't think it's that two-tone blue. Yeah. yeah. That's no, crazy. not. Yeah, that's
2: yeah, different story. <laughs> yeah, it was that was rough yesterday. It was a rough mm-hmm. weekend. Yeah,
1: I mean between our local teams on Everybody. Friday night going zero for mm-hmm. six, and your Commodores, my Commodores, getting waxed on Saturday, um, and
2: got ran over by the Lane Train, and the
1: and the Titans mm-hmm. doing whatever it was they did up on the Ohio River yesterday.
0: It was. They didn't it, do much of anything yesterday. Well, it's
1: a good Monday because we need to get all that mm-hmm. out of our system.
0: Yeah,
2: it's bad when the highlight of the weekend is mowing my grass.
0: <laughs> That's a tough one.
2: It looks good. There but it was the highlight of my weekend.
1: <laughs> hey, do you do you have the same grass that we've got out here in no, front of the uh, the studio
2: Walking here? Up here I was telling myself the same thing. We've got to figure out what this grass is. Because I can tell this, you what it is. This is uh, the best grass. You, Did you get a response?
0: Uh, so our friends over at, uh, what, what's his name? Um, it's Chris Chomley. Chris Chomley, yeah. What, what, is, his, what
1: is his? um Expert his Landscape. There we go. All right. All right.
0: So it is, um it, oh, man, he didn't say what it was. Let's see here. Oh, hold well, on. Hold, rye, uh, ryegrass. That's right. Rye. It is ryegrass out front. And uh, in the next year, he will be overseeding with fe- uh, fescue after West 7th is completed, because obviously he mm-hmm. didn't want to put that out there while they're still walking on it. But it is apparently um, ryegrass. I'm going to mm. tell you
1: what, man. I was walking up this morning. It, it looks like something out of a Dr. Seuss book or it something. Yeah, because we haven't
0: cut it yet. It's so yeah. plush.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could lay it's
0: down unreal. and roll around in that. I don't know wind,
2: that you want to today. The wind can Has blow. bent it day. over. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's amazing.
0: It, it really is pretty. <laughs> if you've not seen our, our our lawn out here on West Seventh, <laughs> we so might have to take a picture and throw yes. it up on on Twitter. Well, I mean, we can take Chumley's picture. We'll just steal his off Facebook and put it on. <laughs> well, there we Twitter. go. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's
1: it's amazing looking, man. I am ryegrass, huh?
0: Well, and and you can do that in the you know the fall and winter here. Obviously, it gets too warm in the summer for it to stick around. That's why we're doing the fescue next year. But for now, it'll look great for the next six months, six to seven months. I might have to, might have to make a little investment
1: investment.
2: Another now. great purpose for rye. Yeah,
1: the, <laughs> the,
0: mm-hmm. it, it might be the only
1: Ooh, great purpose yeah.
0: for rye. Yeah, that's a. <laughs> That's a story for him. Unless you're Ross Osborne. Unless you're, yeah, unless you're over at Osborne Hearing Solutions. Okay. Hey, it's a quarter past nine. And uh, we, as you alluded to earlier, Mo, we did not have a great weekend in local sports. We
1: did not have a great weekend. Um, But that's okay. At least it was all in one night.
0: It was all. It was.
1: Um, I'm sure Delk would agree.
0: So let's, uh, we're on national election eve mm-hmm. so that's exciting and i guess i'll be up early in the morning to go vote tomorrow um you didn't go early i didn't go early vote wow i, I nor I, I typically don't jp early vote be sure you're here in the morning mm-hmm. so we'll drive down separate oh no i i'll be i'll be at the i'll be at the polls at uh probably about 6 40 so again it'll be like 7 40 so <laughs> I'll I'll be refreshed and ready to go. Um, and then maybe spending the first night in the new place tonight. So hopefully we can get our bed put together <laughs> before we go to bed tonight. Otherwise, we'll be sleeping on the mattress on the floor. Hey, I've done it wouldn't before. Wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've done it yeah. before.
2: There's something romantic, though, about uh, maybe just an, uh, a mattress in your new home. Yeah. Seriously,
0: it's a little. It's it's kind of special. One night, one yeah, night. one night. One night. It, it's kind of special, but <laughs> no, one night. Before we get to our first break of the day, we want to go ahead. Ha- go ahead before we forget and hand out some uh, hardware. What do you say? Let's do it. As always, our. Team of the week is brought to you by Custom Stone Handlers, Customstonehandlers.com. The end to win life team of the week. And speaking of, we need to get him in to talk about end-to-win life. So I think it's a... You're
3: we may gonna, not have time.
0: You're gonna give him you're gonna give Ned Richard mic. We might. End to win life is, is is a pretty cool thing. I like what he does. And our end-to-win life team of the week, because we had no winners. We had to go. But everyone's it. a winner. Everyone's a winner at end-to-win life. There we go. Now, the valiant effort given by the Zion Christian Eagles football team on Friday night was pretty special considering they took a top 10 team to the absolute wire. And for that performance, they out they are our end-to-win life team of the week brought to you by custom stone handlers
1: design christian led at cornersville 27 14 at the half um, led into the fourth quarter luke Perko through four first quarter t- uh fourth first half touchdown passes once uh,
0: again ran out of gas so, yeah. like we talked about that depth will get you every time unfortunately yeah, so jane James Dickinson almost – he called that. He, he did. He said they were going to go over there and shock the world. They shocked me. They in would tw- have. In a 32-27 loss, it shocked me. Yep. They so, played – I mean, they, they played, played really a well. lot of people close. I
1: mean, it's, it's,
0: if they had 10 more players, they, they'd be tough. They'd yeah. be dangerous.
1: And when you consider who they were without Friday night, to make that a one-possession ball game when all said and
0: done, hats off to Brad Lowry and the Eagles. No question. Hats off to him. In our Covenant Technology Player of the Week, CovenantTechnology.net, I got to go with Justin Buckman and unfortunately only touched the ball five times on Friday night. Once whipped for a 68 yard touchdown. He carried the ball. He ran the ball one time for 17 yards and hauled in four passes for 127 yards. That's and you said it and you said he had a um, pretty decent little kick return too mm-hmm. when they kicked it right to him and he just couldn't help but catch it when it hit his bread basket and he took off for about 25 yards. There you go. Gave his team good field position. But so f-
1: 5 touches from scrimmage for 144?
0: Yeah. That ain't bad. Nearly 200 all-purpose yards though. And and six six touches. Not a bad day. No. Nope. Not a bad day at the office, Justin. Congratulations to you. Yes sir and our scholar athlete of the week brought to you by patio west independence wide receiver calvin wilson calvin had a really uh has had a really good season this year last week you said he had the quietest four catches four for, catch for yards, yards. Yeah. this week not so much had three catches 19 yards uh, i think they uh, i think ravenwood was kind of Focused on stopping him and forcing Jackson Campbell to go elsewhere. But great kid, uh, honor roll student, will continue his career at the next level at some somewhere. Absolutely. And uh, congratulations to that young man. So again, Team of the Week, Zion Christian, Player of the Week, goes to Justin Buckman of Columbia Central. And our Patio West Scholar Athlete of the Week is Calvin Wilson from Independence.
1: Congratulations to all.
0: That's right. All right. When we come back, we're going to talk about some more high school football. We will recap all six games in the show today. We will also talk about probably some Titans and college football because it was all crazy and whatnot. And even though they're coming off of an off week,
1: we will speak with the voice of the Blue Raiders, Chip Walters, in the second hour. That's right. And he's got some pretty fascinating stuff coming up this week. Ahead of MTSU's matchup on the gridiron
0: with Charlotte. Stay tuned and um, we'll talk a little bit more about that. That's right. We'll be right back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today, presented by Mid Tennessee, Bond and Joint. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615 846 9898 or visit CovenantTechnology.net.
1: If you've listened to this show, you know Chris and I are always down for a good meal.
0: Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Twenty-six minutes past the hour of nine o'clock, and we are here in Columbia, Tennessee. As always, Mo Patton to my left, JP Plant on the controls. Glad to be back with you here on a Monday. Six football games over the weekend. Naria one a victor. And there were some surprises in that. Bad day at Black Rock.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah, there were some surprises in that. And um, one in particular, I don't know which one you were planning to start with, but um, Mostradamus took a nosedive, and specifically in the Ravenwood-Independence matchup, Ravenwood had won seven straight coming into Friday night. Independence hadn't scored more than 14 points in any of those seven. And I made the flat
0: statement, that will change in this ball game. It did not. It, <laughs> it, it, it did not. Uh, in our By Design Cabinetry game of the week, it was Ravenwood 28, Independence 14. And it, you know, you can't play a team of the caliber of Ravenwood and turn the ball over three times, especially once in the red zone. I, th- I think, though, that playing a team the caliber of Ravenwood
1: kind of caused some of those turnovers to some degree. I mean, they were able to keep Jackson Campbell contained. They were able to keep him in the pocket for the most part on on design passes. Mm-hmm. He wasn't able to get out of the pocket and keep his eyes upfield, and make plays a lot. One exception, the fourth and ten, um, near right the end, the f- right before halftime, when he was able to um, get out to his right, find Ty Lockwood out to his right for a 31-yard touchdown pass. But, but for the most part, they did a really good job of keeping him inside, and I think that's where both the fumbles came from. He was trying to make a play, got a little loose with the football, and, and they were able to um, knock it out but um Scott Blade said after the game that was the first time they had turned it over since Centennial which was week 3. Yeah, that's That's a, a nice stretch. It is. I and mean, I, now th- it's not like they played every week from week 3 to week 11, but still, that's that's a lot of football to have gone without turnovers, but when you turn it over against a good team like Ravenwood, it's it's not a recipe for for success. And it's it not. wasn't.
0: What's also not a, a, a an ideal situation is you know cu- having a couple guys run for basically 180 yards, just just two folks. You know, it's 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 a tough night when you can't stop the run and you're turning it over.
1: I'm gonna tell you what Trevor Andrews doesn't get nearly enough credit for that Ravenwood um in that Ravenwood offense. I don't think he was um I think he had 18 carries for 108 yards don't think he scored but he was um he was definitely a factor in that ball game
0: yeah it felt like you know independence was unable to really establish any type of running attack and i think that's kind of where jackson campbell is able to make his living is because of the ability that he has one to break containment so it forces linebackers to stay in instead of being in coverage but if they're not if he's unable to break containment you can send those guys out it, it makes it a lot more difficult to complete passes down the field
1: yeah you know um Trey Hartwell is a great running back mm-hmm. and he's going to do a lot of really good things before he leaves independence but when he's your leading rusher I'm not sure that's what independence wants offensively
0: no, I, you know eleven for sixty five is a good day. Mm-hmm. That's that's a solid day for for, for an independent running back.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you know when you've got Jackson back there when he's doing what he does, you know they're they're a different ball club. And and what do you have? Fifteen carries for twenty three, something like that.
0: Yeah, fifteen for twenty three, and that's not that's that's not a recipe for success for independence. Yeah. Um. Again, the tight ends Lockwood Tyler Condra
1: showing up big. Um, Lockwood had eight catches for 103 yards in the touchdown. Um, I don't know that I've seen a high school offense where the tight ends were as involved as these guys. But, again, if you get a look at these guys, you it makes sense.
0: Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing. You know, Ravenwood gets the win here, but I think you have to take into consideration – you know the turnovers and it's a, it, it was a little cold which is the first time of the year so you know your hands aren't really used to catching a a, a hard football with, uh, with with the cold so it that can be a, a big challenge for for some folks and I, I mean it was obvious for you know ravenwood didn't really do a great job you know a guy Heading to Clemson only had one catch for 11 yards. So. Well, it was the
1: only time they threw it to him, though. Uh,
0: but still, I <laughs> yeah. mean, you know, it's not like they had – which, I mean, I guess when you have the running game that they had, you don't have to throw it as much. But it, it's just a matter of trying to figure out, you know, where you stand in this in this region. And I think all three are as good as one another.
1: Exactly. And, I mean, Scott Blade said that after the ball game. Said so the bottom line is going forward – if, if we want to go, we've got to beat Brentwood and Ravenwood. They've got to beat us. Sure. You know, we've beaten them. They've beaten us. And, and so I think all three of those coaches, Blade, Ron Crawford at Brentwood and Matt Daniels at Ravenwood, they all know that, you know, the chances are quite high that they are going to see each other again in some combination before it's all said and done. Right. So let's go ahead and
0: look at that that part of the playoff bracket, if you don't mind, because. I appreciate you asking. As we talked <laughs> about with JP on Friday night, mm-hmm. this is a potential for where because of Kane Ridge not playing until, what, October 2nd? 2nd. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they missed a lot of region games, which put them behind the eight ball. They're only three and three on the year, including a loss to, to Smyrna. This is a still a very good football team. Kane Ridge waxed Laverne on Friday. I mean, just absolutely waxed them. And Laverne is hosting Independence on Friday night. So, this is an opportunity for potentially a couple of four seeds to get wins in against one seed in the same region, which is very odd.
1: It's highly odd. And you guys... <laughs> Let me put it this way: Y'all got a lot more confidence
0: in my alma mater than I do. I'm just i i've seen I've seen Smyrna against Independence the last couple of years. I just I don't know that they are good enough. I really don't. We'll see. I mean, don't get me wrong. Franklin is not great. They're not, but I don't think Smyrna is either. I think uh, I think the Kingwood. Cain- Cane Ridge thing was it's the second week playing for Kane Ridge and there's a lot of things that they had to to get worked out. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Franklin over Smyrna and Cane Ridge over Brentwood.
1: I tell you what, I saw Brentwood a couple of weeks ago against the Independence. They lost that ball game, but they're impressive. I mean what they do with Granzow and um and those receivers, particularly Walker Merrill, obviously, but um Aaron Walton as well. I mean, I think it'll be a great ball game. I am, I'm not ready to throw in the towel on the Bruins or on the Bulldogs just yet. But we'll be picking those games, I'm sure, before it's all over with, and it's going to be interesting. But should Brentwood and Independence win, then they would play each other a week from Friday. Absolutely. So, so that's um. That's that first
0: matchup that Blade alluded to in in his post-game comments. And Ravenwood is officially in the second round due to Stewart's Creek. They won't play on Friday. Stewart's Creek will not.
1: Even though they're showing up in the bracket, um, it's been generally accepted that Stewart's Creek was on quarantine this past week, were they out the week before as well?
0: No. Okay. They, okay. Their their school so shut the, down last Tuesday, I think. Okay.
1: So yeah. So they are done. Um. We saw that elsewhere in the playoff brackets as well, and and we, well, I guess we can go ahead and touch on that now since they didn't play Columbia Academy, who um was on quarantine and missed their season finale at Fayette Academy on Friday night, is in the bracket and um, was supposed to play this coming Friday night at Middle Tennessee Christian. And as late as yesterday, all parties were not aware that Columbia Academy was not playing in the postseason. And so, um, like I said, that game is in the Division 2A bracket. MTSU host, uh, MTCS hosting... Columbia Academy on Friday night. The Bulldogs are done. We have confirmed that yeah. multiple times. Yeah,
0: huh. yeah, through several sources. Yeah, so uh, they, they won't they won't get a uh, they won't get a chance to play in the playoffs this year. Uh, did make the playoffs, but yeah, you know, that's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. No, it, no question. It is.
1: What's really unfortunate though is um, the teams that you're going to see have to pull out of the playoffs this week for pandemic-related reasons. I saw a tweet earlier this morning that um, Chattanooga Howard will not be making its trip to Greenville for
0: its first-round game. Yeah, so, you're you're going to see a lot of that. So that's mm-hmm, why the mm-hmm. state champion this year, who knows? Uh, it, you know, it, you can't put a bracket together because you just – you just don't well, know. You, you can put it together, but
1: you don't know what you, you know, from when you put it together to when they hit the field, you don't know what's going to happen. And, um, unfortunately, I think you're going to see a lot of that type thing as we work our way through the bracket into the Blue
0: Cross Bowl in Cookville. Yeah, no question. All right, so on this Friday you will have Independence traveling to Laverne. I'll be there, and you can follow along for updates with me. Uh, man, this is Independence being the three seed in this region for like the fourth or fifth year in a row is just tough. And it's it, this season. It's mainly because of not playing a couple of games, and you know they had fewer chances to get a win than than say Brentwood, who ended up uh, with seven total wins. Mm-hmm. Independence ended up with six total wins, and that was the tiebreaker. Right. So. They play Cane Ridge, and I'm telling y'all this is going to be crazy. This bracket, this 6A bracket on the bottom side is going to be wild, especially in this particular cross region because the Memphis cross region is already already set for the second round.
1: Everybody's already into the second round because no one – And it's all Region (laughs) 7. Yeah, because no one from Region 8 played. All of Region 8 is Shelby County schools, and none of them played football this fall, so – Bartlett, as the one seed, advances to the second round. They will play Houston as the three seed from Region 7. And on the other side, number two seed from Region 7, 6A Collierville, will play number four seed, Arlington. So all of them have a week off and a week to get get ready for someone that they've already played once. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> it's wild, man. Uh, that's that's why again, I, I don't like the way that this matches up. I wish there was, uh, I I wish we were crossing with that region. Mm-hmm. I wish that 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 five or six one of the two were crossing with that region because it just doesn't make a, a whole lot of sense uh, to play to play the same teams that you have played all year long that to early to, to yeah to get to the semifinals. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, but hey. Who am I? What do I know? <laughs> I said that yesterday, and Sarah was like, you can't say the things you say on the radio in real life. I'm like, that's why I say them on the radio, because I say them in real life. <laughs> so there you go. Anyway. Yeah. All right. So we talked about the game you were at. Mm-hmm. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we will talk about the game I was at. All right, then. And talk, <laughs> maybe, maybe – Maybe uh we need to get Clayton to have this conversation on the air because
1: I think that would be an excellent idea. And and we can, we can <laughs> okay. and we can talk about a little breaking news as well.
0: All right. Yeah. Breaking. Yeah. Um when we come back we're gonna talk about Shovable, a thirty to fourteen winner over Columbia Central. We'll be right back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint.
1: Are you finally ready to turn your outdated kitchen into a dream kitchen, but you don't want to deal with the hassle of a remodel? Call our friends Lynn and Kathy over at By Design Cabinetry in Spring Hill. They have the latest trends and timeless classic looks for your home. By Design Cabinetry is your solution to indoor and outdoor cabinets. Visit them at ByDesignCabinetry.com or call 615 241 1195. roll.
0: yeah. 15 minutes to the top of the hour here on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. It's 43 degrees and sunny here on West 7th. You're listening to 101.7 FM WKOM. I'm Chris Yao, Maurice Patton to my left. J.P. Plant on the controls. Clayton Harris in the studio with us. This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. And Brought Clayton in because I was Clayton Harris on Friday night. I was his stand-in. You, you could never be Clayton Harris. Yeah, that's true. Now,
4: I, 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 now wait a minute. I thought he did an outstanding job, Chris. You, you did really, really well. Well, you you, pro- you called it the way <laughs> the way you saw it, and that's the way I, what I try to do. And a full, lot of people love it. Some people don't, but <laughs> most people love it.
1: Full disclosure: I didn't get to hear him because I was a little busy. Yeah, but um, I'll take your word. It's all right. For well,
0: it. we're yeah. gonna I, we're gonna download the uh, we're gonna download that hour, and uh, we'll let you hear it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we'll, well, I'll make you listen to it because I had to listen to it. Um, no, so I w- I was at Shelbyville for the Columbia Central game, and I would have much rather had been at Aunt Granny's. Absolutely, <laughs> I, I,
4: absolutely. <laughs> that that food up there at Dollywood. Yeah, man.
0: I mean. <laughs> Not that the game wasn't fine. It's just that, I mean, I really like the Smoky Mountains in, in that area. So, we, you know. Beautiful I mean, time of the year for spend sure. Spent a lot oh, of time I there. I bet.
4: And tons of baseball teams. every every, Everybody's every playing age baseball division right now. And that Rookin experience was sold out. So, you're thinking, you know, 14 to 16 teams per age group and six different age groups. Tons of kids. Oh, is that there.
1: what you is that what you went up there yes, for? Yes, So, y'all played on a baseball tournament this weekend? We did.
4: Yes, sir.
0: It was chilly, huh? It was. It was
4: a little chilly. But, you know, Sunday, uh, yesterday ended up being okay. And, and, and later in the day on Saturday, it was, it was a lot better. So,
1: And I guess once you get out there and you get moving around, that was kind of my experience on Friday night. It wasn't nearly as cold as the game progressed, which is a little so, – sounds odd, but I, I don't know, maybe just moving around and getting used to it. I'm not I,
2: saying anything. Well,
4: yeah, <laughs> I, Don't. I, I, I think <laughs> – I think that I think that's it. You know, my big thing was trying to get out of the shade, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to get in the sun. You, you gotta yeah, you got to be in
1: the sun. Yeah. Uh, but what a
4: facility uh, they have up there! Cal Ripken Jr. Uh, has uh in Maryland, Myrtle Beach, Pigeon Forge, and Disney World. Just an incredible experience. Artificial turf, every field. Ooh. For, and uh, aren't they
1: all replicas of Major League? facilities and and
4: and uh not only major league facilities but also uh, minor league as we played in Ingle stadium twice oh, oh nice and played in camden yards twice so
1: so did did Ingle stadium have like the 20 foot center? Em-
4: yes in the that huge gap it, yeah it was incredible
1: i um that is pretty cool i covered a state tournament at Engle stadium before um spring fling, moved to Murf- to the Murfreesboro area and actually saw a kid from Oakland, Joe McHenry, okay. hit one off the top of that cinder block wall in right center field at Engel Stadium. He was later drafted by the Twins.
4: Wow. <laughs> you know, we one of my, assist- my assistant coaches uh, was on the front page of the Tennessean, uh, Brooks Rutledge. He got the final out in the state championship game, I believe it was in 96 his junior year, uh, on a – Pass ball. He was pitching. That was thrown back to him. That got the final out of the game at Engle Stadium. I that's think cool. it was in '96, if I'm not mistaken. Wow, back when public and private still played each other.
1: So he went to MBA Brentwood Academy. Oh, Brim-
0: Okay, okay. Yep. So he played for Buddy Alexander.
4: That is correct. Okay, yes, sir. All right,
0: cool. Man, I'll tell you. You know, that's that's interesting because I I love I love the fact that everything has the the unique. It's not it's not the the cookie cutter. You know, you got the press box in the middle and everybody's mm-hmm. got the same field. Right. It makes, it, it makes the game a little bit more fun. It's got to.
4: Absolutely. Just the, the whole experience was, was incredible. And for
0: those kids, that's got
1: to be really an experience and a memory there that, that they won't soon forget.
4: I, I, they'll, they'll remember for the rest of their lives. It was just a great opportunity. And uh, I told them yesterday when we got done that you need to thank your parents because uh, and, and everybody who helped support the team, that, that – that, is an experience you'll remember for the rest of your life, and um, I know how they, how they, they do. Uh, yeah, uh, we won't get into that right okay. now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but hey, about uh, as good as Columbia Central it, on put, Friday night. Yeah, very comparable. <laughs> very comparable. Um, yeah, that's a good comparison. So I guess is the best way to put it. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. It was a it was a learning experience. We we're playing teams that were ranked nationally. We we playing teams that had kids from Texas, and sure, it's incredible just how. The size of some of these kids, um, uh, in in these programs, we played a team out of Athens, Alabama. That kids from Birmingham, Decatur, you know yeah. Huntsville. I mean, it was just, just
1: what like, age group was this?
4: Thirteen U. Gotcha.
1: So so y'all were y'all were playing sixty ninety then,
4: huh? Uh, we were playing fifty four eighty for the fourteen U. It'll go sixty ninety. Okay, but yeah, it was fifty four
0: eighty. Okay. okay. We, I, I I will assume that you didn't have you know the the players who probably shouldn't be playing other positions, playing those positions, you know, like maybe offensive linemen running. <laughs> you know, plays when
4: when you said that the other night, or, and Lee was talking about that, I think it was at 6'3", I six, heard.
0: 6'3", and that means he's about 6'2", 375 at least. that That's incredible. And they, I, just, I, they I, handed him the football, and he was tackled pretty quickly. I'll, I'll be
4: honest with you. I was sitting at an indoor water park at our resort uh, around the table Thanks. with with an a earbud in my ear uh, enjoying an adult beverage listening to the game. <laughs> and, if, hey, if you had listened to the game, you You, you needed an adult beverage, That is correct. Huh? Okay. I think if Chris probably had the option to have one at the stadium, you <laughs> <he> would have taken <laughs> it.
0: You know, it, w- it wasn't really that – I mean, the game itself could have been different it felt like Columbia had some momentum at times, and they just couldn't ever put it all together. And, you know, the the one touchdown to Buckman, the 68-yard pass, was a play that they'd been setting up all night, and mm-hmm. they did a good job calling it at the right time. And Brady McCandless just barely got it to Buckman, but, w- but all he had to do was get it there because he was gone. I mean, there was nobody around him. And then – you know, in the second half, thirty to fourteen, and we talked about this earlier, I don't remember what game it was, but it was Nobleinsville Spring Hill. You know, same score where thirty to fourteen seems like a blowout, but it's only two scores. It just seems like more. Because of the three and the one, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> but
4: you know what though? It listening to the end of that game, it reminded me of so other so many other times. Over this past year and over the past couple of years, where there's no sense of urgency, you're you're huddling up and you're, exactly down sc- oh, yeah. you're, da- you're down two. Yeah, you're you're down two possessions, as you say. You know, who knows what could happen with but the ball? With the ball,
0: two and a half minutes to go, and we're huddling up. Not only are they huddling up, but you've got players walking back to the line of scrimmage with no sense of urgency make, make, makes Zero sense.
4: I it it it. That's the frustrating part. I, I don't. I. I cannot for the life of me understand why, why, why that would happen or be allowed to happen. I. I don't get it.
0: It's you know. It. I will tell you exactly what it is. Um, but. I mean. The, the fact is that, the football IQ, is just not high. No. No, it's uh, and that's and that's not just Columbia. That's That's across. That's That's high school football. That's across the board. Football IQ is just not very high in most places. Kids don't watch the game anymore. They don't study the game. They don't
4: study it. They don't watch because
0: all they're watching is what what celebration can I steal
4: or TikTok? Yeah, TikTok or YouTube or things like that. They're not.
0: How do I make my huddle look good? Yeah, you make your huddle look good because you win football games. You win football games by understanding how to win football games. Columbia Central doesn't understand how to win football games right now.
4: No, uh, and you know they're trying to do something this week that they haven't done in eight years, nine or nine seasons. Which is, I mean, th- this is unbelievable. They have not won a playoff game since the state semifinals in 2012. Yeah, and that, that, that's that's incredible. That's for
0: unacceptable it. for Columbia Central.
4: Absolutely, especially when you're in. Uh, let's see, three state championship games in four years. Um. Uh, And with six classifications of football, believe me, I was there when there was only five classifications and we were in the same region as Brentwood and Ravenwood and those guys. That's no fun. Uh, But when they moved up to six classifications uh, in 2009, that really put Columbia in a good position, I, I believe, and I still believe that year in and year out, Columbia should be competing for state titles or at least being competitive uh, for a region victory every year, uh, especially with, with who all is in the region. And, um, you know, obviously with Summit moving out after this year. And, and Shelbyville. And Shelbyville. And, and Beach. We, and Beach. But think about it. They won a one-region game this year. One. One-region game this year, and they're going to the playoffs. That, And that's why I said last week, this playoff system, not a fan of it. Not a, I just don't, you know, and it's something It's Columbia, but – Look, I mean, look at Spring Hill; they're going to the second round of the playoffs. No, they're not. Uh, nope. oh, they're, no, no, they're they are playing DeKalb <laughs> County. Huh? DeKalb County DeKalb is Ca- going to play. They are yeah, going to play.
1: We'll, we'll we'll get into that more in the next segment. But. but
4: again, you got three win teams, two win teams, one one win region teams making the playoffs.
0: That, that, that's
4: not that's not good.
0: It's not, and that's why I think my three-team mm-hmm. idea with the first round by going to the one sees with the two and three playing each other is the ideal situation. But, Maurice, Mar- Mar- what were your what
4: thoughts I mean? on the old Virginia plan where there was kind of like a selection Saturday deal?
0: I
1: I didn't think that it worked well in Tennessee for the standpoint that, you know, you, you this state is so wide that you can't be an expert on – all of the teams that you need to be an expert on for a selection committee to select you're, you're putting too much in records and not enough in, you know, who those wins and losses came against necessarily. I don't like a selection committee for this state in particular. I I just think, I just think it's got to be more results driven than that. And, and I, I think four teams per region is too many. I think I, I really like Chris's idea of taking the top three because it incentivizes
0: winning the region. winning
1: winning that region championship and getting a bye the first week.
0: And you're in the quarterfinals, ready to go. We're, we're take a week away, mm-hmm. but that's okay.
4: Well, you know, it's kind of like you know, if the whole deal with Shovelville and, Lincoln, and Franklin County hadn't happened. You're looking at a three-way tie with Columbia, Franklin County, and Lincoln County. Correct. And think about if that had played out the way it had, Columbia gets rewarded for scheduling Stratford. Stratford.
0: Spring Hill. Spring Hill. Which, by the way, if Spring Hill and Columbia Central played right now, I think Spring Hill would win. But hey, I don't know.
4: I mean, yeah, I mean, at Dixon County, which I know they're a 6A program, but they're
0: they in the, you know uh, haven't been good for a while.
4: Yeah, I guess that's the best way to put it.
1: Well, you got to remember though. I mean, Stratford, Stratford a year ago was a good team. Pretty team. Pretty Didn't good they, team. Yeah, was pretty good, good team. team. That, I that, mean, that's
4: Columbia's most signature win in the past five years. That's the only team they have beaten that has finished with a winning record in the last five years. Yeah, was that game last year in the rain up at Stratford?
0: So that I mean. Yes, and that's why they would have made the playoffs no matter what, despite other reports, right? Um, <laughs> that were just blatantly <laughs> inaccurate. Um,
4: what do we know about Gallatin, though? That's the question. Gallatin,
0: Gallatin won one region game on the field. They beat Glencliff sixty-eight nothing last week. It's their only region win on the field. They're five and zero in the region. Or five and five and one in the region, and uh, the only one they won was Glencliff, and they lost to Beach in their only other on-field region game.
1: Meanwhile, as of right now, Columbia Central is scheduled to go to Gallatin. There is a Board of Controls special called meeting at two o'clock this afternoon, at which time Shelbyville will appeal its postseason ban. If Shelbyville is somehow allowed back into the playoffs, then Columbia drops to the four seed, goes to Beach, which we've seen that movie before. We know how it goes. It's a horror movie. Yeah.
0: Well, not I guess. Not last year it wasn't quite a horror movie. It was just a suspense movie and uh, didn't turn out with a happy ending. Yeah. But that is life. When we come back, what we're going to talk, talk to Chip Walters on the other side of the top of the hour. We'll be right back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Beck Dental Care, Columbia Academy, Johnson Lang Sporting Goods, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. Specializing in orthopedic injuries and their orthoquick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit them online at mtbj.net. Welcome back again to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. It is Monday, November 2nd. No, we made it to November. Isn't that something? Who'd have thunk? Honestly, not I. <laughs> I mean, seriously, like it's, at some point you're just like, okay, is it really, you know, how, how much longer can we go? And, uh, I guess we, I mean, making it to, to, to Monday or or in November, I'm pretty excited because now we're, we're less than two months away from 2021 and hopefully, you know, we started this thing on a blood moon in March and now we turned our clocks back on a blue moon in October so maybe we can flip the script on this thing (laughs) I mean wouldn't that be something I'd be all for it wouldn't we all and every day or every Monday at 10 o'clock we talk to Chip Walters Chip is brought to you each week by the law offices of Blake Kelly you can find Blake on Facebook and Instagram make sure to Check it out, the law offices of Blake Kelly, and he brings us Chip Walters each and every week. Chip, welcome in.
3: Hello, boys. How are y'all?
0: Doing well, sir. How
3: about yourself? Doing all right. Doing all right. Another week, like you said, uh, you know, we've made it to November, and, uh, you know, we just keep plugging one day at a time.
1: So, Chip, um, open week for the middle Tennessee State Blue Raider football team this weekend allowed you to sneak off for a little r and r you feeling you feeling rested and refreshed and ready to get back after it this week
3: yeah absolutely well why not i mean not that there's a choice but uh, <laughs> you know, but, it, uh but yeah it was it was it was good it was good and uh, you know you guys we talked last Monday and I was making the drive down and uh and I did get to check off the, uh, experiencing a hurricane in person. I was, I I caught the, uh, caught the Eastern edge of, of Zeta, uh, where I was last week and which included, uh, losing power for about eight hours. And, uh, but I'm telling you, you know, we we think, you know, we'll have like a breeze, like yesterday was a breezy windy day around here, but, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Even though where I was, it was like 50 to 60 mile an hour winds, didn't get a lot of rain. But that, you know, 50 to 60 mile an hour sustained winds is pretty doggone impressive. Uh, So I I didn't want I don't want any part of the 100 mile an hour winds that uh, that, you know, the middle of that that hurricane uh, produced uh, down uh, into Louisiana. But but, uh, yeah, that's one thing I can I can check that off the list now.
1: You know, there's some things that I just don't feel like I have to experience. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you that that would probably be one of them.
3: You know, uh, after after going, you know, I, I think, you know, the, the the weather forecasting has gotten so precise by area now that they, uh, you know, they never called for any, you know, evacuations where, where I was or anything. But uh, if, if after seeing what I saw and was in an area that, was going to get hit, and they said, "You need to go." I would go. I would get out, get out right then. <laughs> out.
0: <laughs> no need to stick around, huh? Nope, no, nope,
3: no. Nope. Mother Nature's got a. She's got a. She's got a nice, strong uppercut.
1: <laughs> so, um, as we said, um, the Blue Raiders idled this past weekend after a, um, a intriguing victory at Rice. Two Saturdays ago, they returned to action this coming Saturday at Charlotte. Um, what are your early indications? What do you know on Monday before about Charlotte, Chip?
3: Well, you know, as, as of right now, the game the game is on, is as, as far as we know. Rice, I mean, uh, Charlotte did play over the weekend. They they played at Duke and got got off to a horrible start and got outmanned by. By a Duke team that had 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 some early struggles, but uh, you know, they one thing in going through their roster yesterday and working on starting to do some initial work on their charts, and also talked to their 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 play by play guy last night, is that uh, after when Will got there, Will Healy, the former Austin Peay head coach, um, they went hard into the division one transfer market, which uh, they, you know, they're, they're dotted all over the two deep and has, they have given them number one uh, age and experience. um, And they also, uh, you know, had had a couple of guys that uh, have been really good for them. If you remember a couple of years ago, they, they they traveled to Knoxville and had a had a really good running back that that ran well against Tennessee. They had a they had a defensive player uh, that was on their roster last year that's making tackles for the Ravens now. So they they they're in a hotbed of recruiting. Uh, they're uh, you know straddling that North Carolina South Carolina border. Uh, Will uh, if nothing else has injected a ton of energy into that program. That's just the kind of guy he is. He has a very energetic young staff and uh, they will be, they'll be good. They went to North Texas. I mean, if you're doing any comparatives, uh, you know, what you've got is, I mean, they beaten FIU, middle beat FIU, but the, they also went to North Texas and beat North Texas 49-21. Now that was when North Texas uh, was without, most of their defense due to, to COVID uh, and, and, North, and North Texas had, had gotten them all back by the time they played in Murfreesboro. But, you know, the, the, the big thing was is that, that Charlotte's defense uh, did a really good job of slowing down that North Texas offense. So that's that's where I, I think, will you know, middle's going to need to continue to score uh, in, in this week. So that's going to be one of the big issues we'll be talking about.
1: Chip, I'm looking down their roster, and it's in numerical order. I'm sitting here at 23 as we speak, and I've seen three guys from the mid-state area. Um, Briston, Bryston Bennett, a defensive back from Battleground Academy, DeJune Gibson, a DB from Blackman, and Micolaus Elder from Blackman. They have um, really... um. Taking advantage of Will Healy's mid-state connections, it looks like in recruiting.
3: Yeah, yeah, exactly, and and I think you know that's that's part of it. And you know, we saw. uh, I think it's also a tribute and a credit to how the level of high school football in this state has improved in the last ten to twenty years, to where you're seeing, you know, you used to rarely see you know out of state schools come in and 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 dip their toe into this area mm-hmm. uh you know we all thought it was good but you know now you look at uh FIU Stone Norton uh quarterback from you know from Davidson uh academy you know he's down there you know you've had that that big string of players who have gone to navy uh over the last what 5 to 10 years so you've got all of that and uh and, and and obviously with Will's case he was familiar with the area uh having been at Austin P and uh and so yeah he's he's uh he's he, they've come in here and gotten a few players and and if you're looking down that roster and uh i mean you'll also like you like i mentioned earlier you're going to see a lot of guys who have transferred in from they have a couple of guys from Penn State like linemen uh so i mean they they they've filled some needs and and talking to coach stock on his show the other night we were uh we were talking about this situation with the you know the free pass rule that's coming up uh, mm-hmm. where the one-time transfer rule he says you know his his thought is that you're going to see uh the, the the number of d1 transfers uh will you know triple or quadruple uh for the class of 2021 so it's going to be Interesting how teams uh, go about that. Are they going to go full bore uh, and, and and go heavy into that area? And, because it's a whole different type of recruiting. It's like you know, it's like in the NFL, you have college scouts and you also have pro scouts. I mean, they scout the other teams. So so now in college, are you having someone uh, that's in your recruiting area looking specifically at kids who are you know maybe have from your area who've signed somewhere else that might be looking to come back home, things like that, uh, as well as your normal high school and junior college recruiting.
0: Yeah. Actually going down that, that transfer list, um, linebacker from South Carolina, running back from Northern Illinois, uh, defensive tackle from Miami of Ohio, uh, Penn state Vanderbilt and Duke all have several. uh, I mean, they've got six kids here who have, or five of them have some D1 experience. Uh, Derek Boykin's a linebacker from South Carolina is a freshman who who transferred in. But this is a team that, that, that has some experience playing in big games. And, you know, when you look at Middle Tennessee State and what they've, you know, been unable to accomplish this year is really get, you know, get anything going against uh, up front. So these big guys up front – could be a big a big factor on Saturday
3: it will I mean and and that's been you know being able to uh, you know we've talked about being able to establish a traditional run game outside of Asher O'Hara and uh, and and you've got to be able to take care of things up front and Charlotte has been has been really good the last couple of years uh, with their their up front people they've done a good job with that uh, and that, that is where it starts along with having a, a talented back. But, you know, it's, you know, you can do all of the, you know, the fancy things you want to do, but it gets right down to those guys up front and on both sides of the ball. Who's going to control the line of scrimmage and, uh, and, and blocking and tackling. It's, it's amazing how as, as fancy as you can get with it, it gets right back to the basics every time. And, you know, this will, this will be a good matchup on Saturday here in Murfreesboro Charlotte, Got the Blue Raiders a year ago over at Jerry Richardson Stadium, and uh, and, a, and and Chris Reynolds, their quarterback, is a senior who uh, will probably come back for an extra year. With everybody getting a a free pass this year, so I mean, we, it seems like we've seen him forever uh, already, uh, and and now he's coming in as a senior, uh, very experienced. He, he he has some wheels. He can run with it. Uh, but he's a, he's a good passer, and he's got uh, he's got some 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 good guys in the receiving core around him. Cameron Dollar being one, and uh, but but they'll they'll be a talented group coming in on Saturday.
1: Chip, I've been able to scroll a little bit further down on that roster, and I came across another local kid, Jalen Fisher, a um, fifth-year senior, um, starts at center. He's from Pearl Cone. But getting back to your um, mention of all the transfers, you know, is that some over the long years that you've spent in this business from what you've seen both of MTSU and of other programs, how long can you sustain a program with such a heavy influx of transfers?
3: You know, I don't, I'm, I'm old school enough to where, um, you know, i I'll, I'm one of those that, You know, I like it when you base your programs, recruiting efforts on, on high school kids, and you know, start your recruiting local, move out, and and then and and go from there. Um, I also, you know, agree heavily, you know, in in, especially in the junior college market, and and in the now in the Division One transfer market, that you go specifically for need. Mm -hmm. I think you you build your base with high school players and, 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 uh, and go for need when it comes to transfers, whether from whatever level. So, you know, and, and, you know, maybe that part's gotten past me, you know, it, it there may be, it may be changing, you know, as far as, you know, what is the balance there? Is it, is it going the other way? Uh, I, you know, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not that close every day, and and I and I'm sure every program and every head coach has a philosophy that they're gonna go with. And you know, and where you know, Will Healy got to Charlotte and like you said, you've looked at that roster and there's a, a ton of guys from you know, division one schools who've transferred in, you know, this year you know, middle may go a little heavier this year, needing, you know, a quicker fix in a certain certain areas. So I, I think you can it's it's one of those things where you can uh with with what your needs are you can go a little heavier or not go as heavy depending on on what your current situation is and and um and i do think it's probably a little bit different at, at, at every school
1: we're speaking with chip walters who is brought to you by the law office of blake kelly who specializes in accident and injury law you can find blake's um page on either Facebook or Instagram, or you can give them a call at 615 4539 Chip, before we let you go, you've got a pretty big event coming up on Thursday, and it's a pretty unique situation. Talk about the um, MTSU Hall of Fame induction class of 2020.
3: Well, you know, you've been to Hall of Fame inductions uh, at, at middle before. You, you've been over there on those. Saturdays and it's with the Kennan Hall of Fame building, the whole setup. It, it's it's very reminiscent of how the Pro Football Hall of Fame does it, with as far as you know the the the, the speeches and the you know the folks sitting out on the lawn and uh, their lawn chairs and, and enjoying that. Well, you know, obviously with the way things are, you ha- we had to come up with something different, but it will be a virtual version of. The Blue Raider Hall of Fame induction, and it it's going to be uh, as a kind of as a television show, uh, and done done virtually. Matter of fact, all six inductees this year have already been to Murfreesboro. They have made their speeches on the steps of the Kennan Hall of Fame building, uh, but we're doing some. You know, we're, we're we've all they've also sat down. I've had a chance to sit down with each one of them do do a little one on one interview with them. Uh, we've got some folks who have been were big parts of their career like a, either a teammate or a coach of each one uh, has been is, is going to be a part of it. It's going to probably be about an hour and 15 hour and 20 minute uh, show. It'll be Thursday night at seven uh, and will air uh, will premiere on the Blue Raider Athletics Facebook page. Uh, and you also on Twitter, and also the uh, Middle Tennessee Athletics YouTube channel. So uh, and what a class it is. I mean, in every year we say, well, can it get any better? Uh, and, you know, I'm not sure there's a – there, there may be classes that are equal to this one. But I'm not sure there's one that's any better. You've got two from baseball. Uh, Bryce Brents, who is, is uh, one of the other Hall of Famers called him, or Clay Snelgrove, who's the other baseball Hall of Famer, Called Bryce Brent, the, the Babe Ruth, of uh, the Babe Ruth of, uh, of Blue Rider baseball, uh, and you know Bryce has local connections, obviously being from you know Tennessee and and, and married into the Landing family uh, from that's based in Lawrenceburg, and he married Anne Marie Landing, who may well go into the Hall of Fame one day herself. Uh, then from women's basketball, you've got Alicia Clark, who just won another WNBA championship. And Heather Prater from Wayne County, uh, who uh, led the nation in three-point shooting uh, for a year. Kendall Newsom, who you know, for my money, is as good as any receiver that's ever played at Middle. And then you have a golfer, Mike Harmon, from the 1970s, who is the only Middle golfer to hold a PGA Tour card. You had uh, you, you had others who have played tour events. But Mike Harmon is the only golfer who's ever held a tour card, and for 33 years after his playing career, he was director of golf at Secession Golf Club in South Carolina, and just recently retired from there. And it is uh, it is a, a golf club that is on, on the level of uh, of Augusta, that kind of it is it has that kind of reputation and a, and a worldwide uh group of members you don't you don't apply for membership you get invited uh to that club and uh but mike harman is a guy you talk about a world citizen i mean he uh he is a member at uh at st andrews uh in scotland he is uh on the on the polo uh, advisory board uh so i mean he's a very very interesting guy but but a great class and they all have great insights uh you know, about their careers. Uh Alicia Clark is, you know, you know, she's just incredible. And, and Alicia, we think, is the only player in the history of women's college basketball to be a conference player of the year for four straight years. Mm-hmm. She started her career at Belmont and as a freshman and sophomore was the A Sun player of the year, then transferred to middle and was a two time Sun Belt. Player of the year, and was almost a two thousand point club member at middle in just two years. She and she led the nation in scoring. So it's a great, great group, and they all. Uh, I mean, it. It. it uh, they were all very, uh, you know, emotional about going in, and that hope people will uh, enjoy watching them on Thursday night.
1: You know, when when I read about Mike Harmon, I was shocked. To learn that he was the only MTSU golfer to ever hold a PGA tour card, as you said. But um Bryce Brent, so I remember his junior year at at middle, he was um probably the top two-way player in the country. Um and there was some I guess some some discussion of whether he was going to go as a pitcher or a hitter, and um the Red Sox wound up taking him as a hitter, and he Played for a pretty good while at the at the Triple A level with both the Red Sox and the Pirates, I guess. Yeah,
3: and uh, yeah, he, uh, he he'll probably be in the Pawtucket Red Sox Hall of Fame at some point. Yeah. Uh, and and he and you know he would have probably had he been with any other organization, <laughs> he would have probably played longer uh, in 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 the May, in the big leagues, but he was in an organization that was just. Loaded in the outfield, yeah. and they weren't going anywhere. No, uh, you know, and then and now he's probably aged himself out of you know being in contention, and all of a sudden, you know, and then Mookie Betts, you know, goes to the West Coast, which opened up a spot that, you know, you know, eight years ago might have had his name written all over it. So, uh, you know, timing and, and location is uh, there's a lot to that.
0: Yeah, no question. We'll be looking forward to that on Thursday night on the Middle Tennessee State Facebook page and checking out your interviews. Chip, thanks so much for joining us, man. Uh, we'll let you get to uh, – you, you may have a press conference to get to here shortly.
3: I do. Stock comes up here in about five minutes. The guys, <laughs> good to talk to you. Absolutely. You too,
0: that is Chip Walters, the voice of the Middle Tennessee State Blue Raiders, brought to you by the law of Blake Kelly. He serves the listening area in accident and injury law. Call Blake at 615-305-4539 or visit his page on Facebook or Instagram. When we come back, we've got high school football, four more games to talk about. And if you were part of our top five last Tuesday, you know that we ranked Halloween candy. Well, one of those I had never had, so I went and found it. We're going to pass it out and see what it tastes like on the other side of a break. We'll be right back, talking high school football on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there. And they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Welcome back in to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joints. It is the bottom of the hour here in the 10 o'clock hour and it's still Monday. We're 30 minutes away from the end of our 7th, 8th? I don't even know. 7th. This is exciting because we're getting to a point where we don't even know how long we've been on the air.
1: (laughs) I can tell you here in just a second because I've got a um, compilation of all of our guests so that we can try not to repeat too many too often. So... September 21st. That's so. Yeah, it was my
0: birthday. Oh, well, then you, you should, should be, be able to remember that. Yeah, you I don't forget that. Did, I mean, I remember my birthday. I just don't know exactly how many Mondays it's been since my birthday. <laughs> One, two, <laughs> three, been four, now.
1: five, six. Oh.
2: So this
0: is the seventh hey, hey. Monday. That's exciting. It is. You know what was not exciting? High school football on Friday night around our area. Some uh, of it was exciting. It was exciting, but uh, unfortunately... No victorious teams in in, in the Southern Middle Tennessee sports, sm-tnsports.com. That's okay.
1: They're saving them for this week. That's right.
0: Saving them all for this week. And that's okay. You can do that if if you're playing this week. Uh, The four teams we're about to talk about are not playing this week. Uh, (laughs) And uh, Summertown went over to Unionville and an unfortunate – you know, uh, an unfortunate week as it was 20-20 to 20 going into halftime and Summertown just couldn't find a way to score. And with a minute 19 to go, the game winner from John Stanley, a 54-yard touchdown run to end the game.
1: Now, I
0: have gotten,
1: since we put our article together on the website sm-tnsports.com, Gain some additional insight into the final Summertown possession following that, um, that 54-yard run. Summertown scored twice from 50-plus. I'm sorry, Community scored twice from 50-plus in that 28-20 win. Mm-hmm. But um, after going ahead 28-20 with about a minute 19 to play, Summertown got it back, drove down, um, completed a pass to the two-yard line, called a timeout with two seconds left. Um, Javon Edmiston goes off the right tackle. Stopped about a half yard short of the goal line Mm. for what could possibly have been, you know, have set up a game-tying two-point conversion play. But didn't didn't get in. Time runs out. 28-20 community over Summertown. Summertown ends the season on a
0: six-game losing streak. After being ranked in the top mm ten, that just goes to show, you know, sometimes momentum, you know, plays a big factor, and that was part of it. You know,
1: we've talked before. You wonder if the Summertown coaching staff had it to do over again, do they play that Donaldson Christian game?
0: Exactly. I mean, that's that's where it really kind of starts. Getting bad for you, and um, I'm not sure. Again, playing there's something to be said for playing the game, right? For playing a game and getting on the field. And
1: considering that they had just been um, idle for COVID the week before, they were supposed to have played Collinwood. I think that previous right. week they picked up the the COVID win there, but they weren't on the field, so
0: they needed you know. to, they needed to play. Was that the team to play? Probably not, but sometimes you felt good about your team. And 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 sometimes in that situation, I mean, it's
1: not like you can pick necessarily who your opponent is on short notice like that.
0: Exactly, you got to go with who's willing to play, who's close enough to play. because mm-hmm. yeah. that makes a big difference too.
1: I'm gonna tell you what, man. These coaches around here though have been so adaptable, and and. Again, he could have e- you know they could have easily just not played that weekend, but they, they kind of challenged themselves. They came out on the short end. And uh, like I said, I wonder if that kind of started the tailspin because the next week they lost at home to Lewis County 42-21, then the Loretta loss in the Pegasus Cup and it just kind of kept sliding from there.
0: That was where we were a little concerned about Summertown at that point. Not that Loretto doesn't deserve, didn't deserve to win the game. Just that it really didn't feel like they were the team. Well, you
1: thought that this was going to be, you thought offense was going to be their calling card, and they lost that game 12-7. Right. And so at that point, you started to to have your concerns, and, and... they they kind of struggled offensively from that point on. Again, they lost um, 18-14 to Eagleville in a game that could have propelled them into the playoffs. You know, they lose this one 28-20. So just um just tough getting some offensive consistency, um, particularly in the latter part of the season for summertime.
0: That's, I mean, that's 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 really what it was. It was just lack of consistency on offense. Um, So, again, 28-20 loss at Community for Summertown. That ends their season. And they still return those three yeah. horses in the backfield. Yeah, which is, Ed,
1: Edmiston returns, Anakin Johnson returns, and the quarterback Colton Schaefer returns. And so they've got some stuff to build around going into
0: 2021 sure all right over um over in linville richland hosted huntland and the hornets earned a playoff spot number three seed in that 1a region the what is widely considered one of the toughest regions in the state um huntland 32 richland 20 it was you know, 26-7 at halftime really felt like this game was, was pretty much over at that point because anytime Huntland gets a lead and they can run the football and run the clock, mm-hmm. that's uh that's not a good place to be if you're their opponent.
1: Right, right. Yeah. It's, and, and especially when you're an opponent like a Richland who... Also likes to run the ball. Yeah, and so, you know, getting back in a game like that quickly is not their forte. Right, yeah. 3-0. Even though... They've had practice at it because, as Nick Patterson said after the game, we've dug ourselves holes before, and that's kind of unfortunately been their MO for 2020. They've they've gotten behind early a lot.
0: Yeah, uh, you know, he Patterson said, unfortunately, for whatever the reason, we've waited on teams before we start playing. We've gotten ourselves in some holes, and tonight it was too big to overcome. That's what he said on uh on friday after the game uh huntland took the opening kickoff three plays 67 yards touchdown um you know it just from there that was it you know it was just trying to figure out how to how to get to the next level and richland couldn't get there they were down 20 to nothing before they scored um so bless you yeah, that was a nice sneeze. Um, <laughs> Sam Edwards was huge in the game. Mm-hmm. Quarterback draw was basically their biggest play. 19 carries, 173 yards. And Austin Seals had 60 yards on 12 carries. I, I will say this, it, and this is something that, that you asked me earlier about Central. When you have a player who, against one team, is fairly successful – <laughs> running the football and you don't give them opportunities in another subsequent games, mm-hmm. I don't understand that. I don't understand how Trey Walkington goes for
1: 95 yards on 20 carries against,
0: who was it? Spring Hill.
1: Against a 4A opponent. Uh,
0: yeah, a, a Spring Hill team that's much bigger than you. Much faster, much faster was was able to get yards in in between the tackles with with Walkington, and doesn't get a touch. Uh, no, doesn't get a touch. Didn't touch the football in this game. Had four carries last week against Cornersville. It doesn't make sense to me.
1: Hey, there are other people who are a lot closer to the team than we are, but
0: I understand yeah. it. But I've seen Trey Walkington twice this year come in for, um. Austin, Austin seals. seals and I'll tell you I'm what was the other game I was at and I and I can I can go back and tell you but there there was another game where he scored the only touchdown for Richland and you know I, I'm sitting here thinking this kid has an opportunity mm-hmm. to be a very good player for you. And instead, it was uh, Fayetteville. He mm-hmm. scored the only touchdown against Fayetteville, and their twenty to six loss in, in that one. So, I mean, I, there's there's value in what they what they're doing. I don't understand why they're not getting the opportunity, like we, you you talked about with DeAndre Williams. So, <laughs> yeah,
1: that was. Um...
0: How he doesn't get a touch on Friday. That was
1: odd. What do he have? Nine carries for eighty-nine yards last week against Trafford.
0: Yeah, a touchdown and then had a fifty-yarder and I don't know. So again, Walkington doesn't doesn't get a touch on Friday and I don't know if he was injured, hurt, or what the problem was, but he didn't get. He got four carries last week and I just don't know. You know, and maybe he got hurt last week. He he very well could have very well could have I, I don't know I wasn't there that would be a lot easier to explain mhm yeah anyway 40 minutes past the hour we've got one more segment left oh. and two,
3: two more, more games. games to talk about there we go
0: and <laughs> and some candy and some halloween half off halloween candy got to love it got to love half off halloween candy we will take a short break again we will talk about uh Mount Pleasant and Moore County and the Zion Christian Valiant effort over at Cornersville. We come back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint.
1: If you've listened to this show you know chris and i are always down for a good meal recently we learned about patio west in spring hill and what a pleasure it has been their menu is full of seafood burgers and more giving every member of your family something to enjoy be sure to go by patio west coastal and comfort eats located at 3011 longford drive in spring hill or visit patiowest.com and tell them the guys at southern middle tennessee sports sent you Are you finally ready to turn your outdated kitchen into a dream kitchen, but you don't want to deal with the hassle of a remodel? Call our friends Lynn and Kathy over at By Design Cabinetry in Spring Hill. They have the latest trends and timeless classic looks for your home. By Design Cabinetry is your solution to indoor and outdoor cabinets. Visit them at ByDesignCabinetry.com or call 615-241-1195.
0: Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. (laughs) And as as we say that, is that Julie Beck? It is Julie Beck. I thought that was her. She walked in the door. Beck Dental Care. Fine sponsor of Front Porch Radio and Southern Middle Tennessee Sports. We appreciate them. Oh, man. That's so funny. We said we said just leave the door open, y'all. It got hot. I mean, like hot enough that we were we were physically affected by the heat in this in this room.
2: Yeah, the heater mysteriously got turned on mysteriously during that last segment. During that segment, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, that puffy vest you mentioned earlier has had to off. go. Wow, it, it my, was my, puffing my, up the heat. My
1: quarter zip had to come off.
2: Yep.
0: I, I can't take my sleeves off. They're under. And that's. The and quarter zip. See, that's. Yeah, that was the bad. You're
1: layering. You did it wrong. Yeah, we're going to have to <laughs> shut the door.
0: I hate that. Oh, man. Anyway, it got real cold real quick. and real hot. Uh, or real hot real quick. And so. And it's still pretty dang warm. It's warm, but I think we can make it for the next 15 minutes. So we've got 15 minutes at the top of the hour. And we're counting them down. And we are counting them down. <laughs> Whew. Take
2: Lord. the show outside. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Remote from the front porch to mm-hmm. Front Porch Radio. Absolutely. That's right. We'll do it on the front porch, I guess. Uh, on Friday night, Moore County was hot. They caught fire pretty quick. Got uh, did, Had no trouble with Mount Pleasant. But that being said, Moore County hasn't had trouble with a lot of teams.
1: They really haven't. And um, Mount Pleasant led that game early, 7-6 early in the second quarter, but then um, Moore County throws up 18 points in the second quarter, three touchdowns.
0: Yeah, that's where they get you. They can score pretty quick. You know, they've got a quick strike offense despite being a rushing first offense. Well,
1: and their defense puts them in position to do it because key in that spurt was a pair of three and out Mount Pleasant possessions and Moore County scored after – I mean – yeah, Moore County scored after each of those three and outs. So the defense is getting them the ball, getting it to them in some pretty good field position, and that offense doesn't need a lot of help.
0: Right? They don't. Yeah, you can't you can't help them out, especially you know, and keeping your defense on the field against the Kyler and Tyler show, as we have alluded to a couple of times this year. Mm-hmm. Um, just a really good job by Moore County to do what they. We're supposed to do. Yeah, really impressive
1: job. Again, we've talked about um, Jason Dobbs leaving as head coach over the summer, basically, to um, take an assistant coaching position over at Oakland. And um, Chris White coming in there, coming off the Knoxville Catholics um, coaching staff, coming in there on relatively short notice. But um, with a large group of seniors, just kind of keeping them... Between the ditches, yeah. and and you know all the way to what eight and one, nine and one. Now they finished up nine and one, four and one in Region Five One A. They're ranked number five in Class One A in the Associated Press Top Ten Poll last week, and um, should at the very least maintain that spot in the final poll that comes out later today. And they open. Um, open the playoffs. They open the playoffs. Against, yeah, they play. More,
0: they play Wayne County.
1: They play Wayne County.
0: Yeah, Wayne County, who lost to Collinwood on Friday. Collinwood now hosts Huntland, and that's not a game that Collinwood's looking forward to. I think. I don't think it is. <laughs> I don't think it is. Oh man, this is this is definitely going to be a a potential. Obviously, you know, Huntington is the class in mm-hmm. that region six, but mm-hmm. outside of that. You know, I expect Region 5 to be very competitive. I I expect Region
1: 5 to take care of three of those four games, the exception being Huntington and Cornersville. And I'm not sure if this Huntington team is as good as some over the past few years. Cornersville may have a shot over there on the turf in West Tennessee.
0: They certainly may. What I'm looking forward to is that Round 2 game between Huntington and Moore County, if that were to happen. That's the game that I'm really excited about because I think both of those teams are very good at what they do. And this is a Moore County team who definitely has a shot to get deep into the playoffs. I'm going to tell you what, though. I think half
1: the problem with playing Huntington is getting there. It's tough. Especially from Lynchburg. That's... You can't get
0: there from Lynchburg. you got to go somewhere else to start. Yeah, and the bottom the bottom side of the bracket is the home team, is it? Not or is it? Mm-hmm. Well, that's um or does it matter Does seeding matter? It
1: would be hunting. Yeah, I think it's seeding up until you get to the quarters, but Huntington would host whoever comes out of that Wayne County
0: moore County game gotcha. as the one. Gotcha. So, yeah, it's a t- it's a tough one over there and but they get cornersville on Friday. It's at Huntington um Moore County hosting Wayne County, who, again, lost to Collinwood. Huntland traveling to Collinwood. And then Hollow Rock, Brewston going over to Fayetteville.
1: And, again, as you look down at that bottom quadrant there, there are no Region 8 1A playoff participants. So everyone from Region 7 gets a bye to the second round. 7 1A champion Greenfield, um... Defending state champion Lake County as the runner-up out of um, Region Seven A,
0: assuming they lost to Greenfield. (laughs) Yeah,
1: Um, West Carroll is the number three seed, and they receive a bye as does four seed Dresden. So, again, you've got you've got Seven One A matchups in round two, assured Greenfield West, uh, Greenfield West Carroll, and
0: Lake Lake County County, Dresden. Dresden. So. And speaking of that Cornersville team on Friday, they got a win over Zion Christian, but it was not easy at all. It wasn't easy at all. Um,
1: Luke Perko goes 10 of 18 for 158 yards, four touchdowns all in the first half. And, again, Zion led that game 27-14 at the break. And as we've talked all year, just couldn't – couldn't hold up um, from a depth, from a numbers standpoint. Um, we spoke with James Dickinson on, on TriStar Sports Thursday Night Live last week, and he said they would be taking 17 over there. It was I think 16 I heard by Friday was, evening. Well, it was 16 by Friday morning. Yeah. And we don't know if it got any lower than that or not. But well, um, When
0: I when I left here on Friday Coach Dickinson was taking sixteen over 16, there. Sixteen, so man, that's tough. Um, but you know that sixteen played a heck of a football game. They like go over right there, yeah. they get a they get up twenty seven fourteen at the break, and again, we've talked about this all year. Zion Christian in the first half is a very tough team to deal with, but that second half, once you know, once those sixteen players are having to play both ways all night long, it's it becomes a problem. Just you know, with pure depth, and they just run out of gas. And and on defense, you can't run out of gas. And
1: nothing you can do about it. You know, I mean, the, it's not
0: like the kids aren't playing hard. That's the problem. They're playing too hard <laughs> because they need to save some energy. No, But, yeah, I mean, it's it, it's just tough because, again, in that first quarter you get up 14-7. Uh, you know, Car- Case and Warner ties it 14-14, and then, boom, Davis Duffy, a 67-yard pass, and then another three-yard pass with 12 seconds to go. You take a 27-14 lead in the halftime, and you come out. You play really well for most of the third quarter. But you can't score. Can't score, and – And one more score wins the game. Probably would have done it. You know, that being said, credit to Cornersville for making the adjustments that they needed to make. It's a good job defensively. This is why they're a top-10 team. Uh, very good football team. You know, Jackson Farmer gets a 10-yard run with two fifty seven. Now, this means that they played almost the majority of the third quarter, played defensively very well. Um, you know, but – again just run out of gas they score on two two consecutive possessions to take a 30 to 27 lead and then with the with the game on the line um they're deep in their zone deep in their own territory perko drops back for a pass and gets sacked and that's a safety. the safety and yeah. that's a, that's what that's how the game ends and that being said Luke Perko had a heck of a football game folks uh, 10 of 18 156 yards through the air 15 rushes, 78 yards on the ground. Great job by by that young man to, to continue doing what he's done all year long. As a junior. That's that's scary. He does, uh, you know, he will miss certainly Sam Sullivan and mm-hmm. Dylan Runyons next year, no question.
1: Finishes the regular season as the SM-TN Sports Coverage Area's rushing leader. With 822 rushing yards and seven touchdowns. Also second in passing. With 1,432 passing yards. 22 touchdowns. So, he accounted for 29 touchdowns on the year.
0: Not bad. It's not. And I'm really excited to see how, you know, how he continues his his play next year. Um, It's a... it's really exciting. He he's such a good kid and such a good football player. I, I just can't tell you how excited we are to continue watching this young man play football. Absolutely. To get another year of Luke Perko is a a blessing. It's gonna folks. be
1: it's gonna be fun to watch next year to see what they have around him and um the rest of these stats that I'm referring to will be up on the website at sm-tnsports.com later this afternoon so you can see where your favorite player falls among the offensive statistical leaders in our coverage area.
0: There you go. All right, guys, we got about three minutes to go. Last Tuesday we told you about our favorite Halloween candies. On both of their lists was JP and Mo had what they call a Reese's Take Five. As you can hear that rattling pretzels, caramel, peanut butter, peanuts, and chocolate bar. That what's is a, not to like. What's not to like about that? I've never had one because I've never looked at it before. I just, I like Reese's Fast Breaks. I like Reese's Cups. I like, obviously, Reese's. Uh, pumpkins because that was my number one halloween candy if you voted in our top five poll last week and retweeted it on twitter at sm underscore tn sports you were entered into a chance to win dinner for two at patio west in spring hill we had five entrants and and two of those were sm-tnsports.com friends of the show So I assume that those friends of the show are ineligible. They are, unfortunately. (laughs) And so that I know at least one's going to be disappointed at that. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's okay. I'll I'll still make her, (laughs) still give her a chance to go. Um, the winner is Mount Pleasant head football coach Bronson Bradley. (laughs) He's going to win dinner for two. There you go. Tomorrow, we'll have a top five. We'll tell you what that is uh, in in the morning, probably on uh, on Twitter. And here we go. My first take five.
2: We took a bite. Oh, yeah. It's rolling around in there. Mm-hmm. Pretzel, chocolate caramel. The pretzel
0: is really... Uh-huh. It's crunchy, but it's not too crunchy. It's a perfect sweet and salty. Sweet and salty. It's exactly they, what they it is. They hit the mark. And the peanut it's really good it's kind of peanut forward almost like a jim beam product sweet and salty <laughs> that caramel man that's delicious no wonder yep was this your number
2: one number two number two but close we, we, bar, that, was, that was your number one right I believe no. So. This is, no no Here's reese's in, were my number one that's, that's right.
1: a regular reese's yeah i think um i think it was my number two as well that's right yeah but i mean yeah. it, it just it just shot
0: up my list <laughs>
2: we wouldn't stray you wrong. We
0: would not steer you wrong. No, I don't know that I... I mean, food take-wise, we, we rarely have the wrong ones. So, Speaking of food, I went to Legends on Friday for uh, Friday Night Bites. Follow me on Friday Night Bites TN on Instagram. I had a ribeye. It was delicious. Mm. Oh man. They're going to be opening back up. Up here, hopefully, this, real soon, w- this month.
2: Columbia, yep.
1: So,
0: all right, tomorrow we will have <laughs> Top Five Tuesday. We will have Joe Williams from the Williamson Herald. That's right, Joe Williams.
1: And we will have Columbia Central Graduate Gulf South Conference Commissioner Matt Wilson talk about life as
0: the leader of an NCAA Division II conference right now. All right, that's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Stay cool, Columbia.